broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. What is up, everyone? It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio show. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. Appreciate you being here. It is our ongoing series with the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. Every fourth Tuesday, we have folks from the chamber with us in the studio. And uh, our usual guest co-host, Amy Selby, wasn't able to be here with us today. But we do have in studio Mr. Loud from Loud Security. (laughs) How are you doing? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me today. And John Loud also being uh, active within the, the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce, sitting on the executive committee, I believe, with the uh, chamber as yes, well. Sir. Yeah, we've been members for uh, many years and involved in all different facets and capacities and have been fortunate to serve uh, on the executive committee for the last few years. I've been really impressed by my experience as a resident of Cobb County and getting to know some of the businesses that I have over time through our partnership with the Cobb County Chamber has been uh, really rewarding. For folks who aren't familiar with loud security systems, I thought it was, as as we were introducing ourselves today, I said, now, is that your birth name? (laughs) Whenever I saw loud security systems, I'm like... Did he change his name or, or did it just work out that way? So talk about how that came about. I, I Many folks uh, through the last 20 years plus in business now have asked me, you know, have you always been loud? And I'm like, yes, I was born and raised loud and, you know, suffered endured through middle school and high school and, <laughs> you know, started the company in 1995. And uh, my mom, was, my parents got divorced when I was much younger. And my mom was like, finally, a good use for that last name. You know? <laughs> but I, I do assure you, I was, uh, you know, loud from day one. And it wasn't until my uh, 20-year college reunion, I drove back onto campus and had a, a vehicle with loud security wrapped on it. And, and that was up in Ohio. So they got a great chuckle to, to, uh, to see, because they've always known me as John Loud and have you know, never known me to be a security uh, alarm industry-related uh, executive. Well, how did, that, how did that career path come about? I mean, what was your, what was your path that you followed to, be, to become loud security systems? So, because the company itself is... Very, very, very successful, very large now. Sure. Yeah, we um, uh, actually, uh, so I was a flight attendant with Delta Airlines for six years. And um, so no relation to the alarm industry. I have never had an alarm system in my home. Nobody in my family ever had ever had an alarm system in their home. And uh, I was a flight attendant with Delta looking to get my uh, move on to be a pilot for Delta. And I got all my single multi-commercial instructor ratings, got all the ratings and was kind of, you know, flying for a company out of Arlington, Texas. And, and then I started to learn about recurring monthly revenue. You know, where think about the business world. Some folks have to produce over and over. If I'm a restaurant, I've got to plate yes. another meal and have another customer to be happy or so many services. In this case, you go set up a fire system or a, a camera system or a home security system or a business security system and you finish the installation and you get this small little monthly fee month after month after month. But the unique thing about our industry is folks don't realize is that usually every time you see a sticker for loud security or any other company, you realize, well, please realize that that company has lost money. We lose anywhere from four to $600. It's kind of a loss leader scenario. By the time you package in the, the sales team, the install team, the admin team, the equipment, your overall costs, and you're usually well into that two-year mark with most industry uh, company metrics really? before you ever come to a break-even point, which is why for years uh, when the systems became low cost or no cost, that's why most industry um, folks would charge some sort of a, a monthly with a monitoring term initially involved. Right. So 
I've been president of the State Alarm Association for a number of years, and the balance of the industry becomes you either pay a lot for the system on the front end with a very low monthly fee, or you pay next to zero on the front end with a little bit higher monthly fee. And anytime you have relationships like that, certainly after a three-year mark, I always encourage you to go talk to your provider because now the cost to maintain you as a customer is nowhere near the same it was in the first year than what it is after that three-year mark. Interesting. Which, if, if you had to advise somebody between one or the other, it would seem that if you can afford the bigger check for some equipment up front that in the long run you save money. Yep. And and you do. And that's why you want to pick a, you know, sometimes a local provider or a smaller provider that you actually have a dialogue and communication with gives you that, that uh, opportunity after being a customer for many years to actually have a little bit lower rate because the the financial metrics are not there. Um, For us, even on loudsecurity.com under customer care, my personal cell number is there. We have 60 plus employees. We have 9,000 plus monitored accounts. We're about the 92nd largest in the US now. Uh, SDM Magazine, which is our big national industry magazine, does the polls throughout the year, uh, security distributing and marketing. And we reached that last year, which was just after our 20th year. So I always chuckle going from being a flight attendant to, you know, making the top 100 in the US is a a neat thing. But but I'll tell you, the, the key to the process for me has been a lot about R&D. And many folks out there think about R&D and they always think about research and development. But mine's all about rip off and duplicate. Okay. Mine's about when you have a radio show like this where you bring in a round table of folks to talk about what are some of those best practices about how do I hire the right folks or how do I get to marketing or how do I surround that team to be able to build that and and decipher through, you know, uh, the right seat on uh, the right person on the right seat on the bus type scenario to be able to cultivate that team to grow that business and then transition from working in the business to working on the business um, and down that path. With loud security systems, are you, I would assume you're full service. You're not just commercial and not just residential. I would assume you do both types of clients. Yeah, great question. We actually go to market four different ways um, and we're actually about to launch our fifth way. So it's kind of a right on the, we're about two weeks away and we've been working on it since February. So as a company, one of the ways we go to market, we deal with all the custom, excuse me, we deal with builders, new construction, residential. Mm-hmm. So years ago, we used to deal with about 40 to 50 custom builders. And when we went through the economic challenges we all faced, you know how many of my 50 builders survived? One. Wow. One survived. So you talk about how do you shift to endure to the other side. And from 09 to 2012, we actually tripled the size of the company, but we had to completely change the way we went to market because builders no longer existed. So that was a, mm-hmm. a core element. But back in 2012, we got back involved in the builder world and we deal with, you know, John Whelan and Pulte and Beezer and KB, Home South, Thrive, Front Porch, many builders throughout the Atlanta marketplace and some down in Jacksonville, Florida also. And then, um, so that's residential new construction. Then we have commercial. So we have a, a 10-year contract, for example, with Lake Point Sports, 1,400 acres up in Emerson that's building all sorts of, we just finished 180,000 square foot indoor facility. It's the largest hardwood floor installation on the planet. It's got 12 NBA basketball courts with no columns or anything, big, huge, free, open span. So in our commercial business as a whole, we do full fire systems, camera systems, access control, burglar alarms, voice data. So we have a full commercial division. Uh, the third way we go is kind of more of a traditional marketing. So that's where we'll do, you know, some TV advertising or some newspaper advertising or all different, you know, involvement with the chambers or local business associations and community engagement with fairs and festivals or nonprofits. So that's another. And then the fourth way, about a year or so ago, we actually went out to the markets and actually received about a $5 million line of credit 
to be able to do acquisitions. So to acquire some smaller alarm businesses that somebody's sick or retiring or having financial challenges that are looking to move on to another entity. So we've been able to find some of those types of alliances. Now, the fifth one, which is really, you know, the whole new uh, change in our industry is all a DIY. So a do-it-yourself install. When we look at our equipment, not only has the reliability and the ease of install and the cost factors continue to gone down, cost fa- the technology is increasing drastically. So an alarm system nowadays is no longer just about life safety, it's about lifestyle. So I want to control my locks, my lights, my thermostats, my garage door, look at the camera to see my pets or my children when they're getting home from school. But the equipment is so much more reliable and easy of install that we can let folks do it themselves. And it's very interesting being Cobb County based because there's this little company we're all well aware of and it's called Home Depot. So back in the 70s, Home Depot started. And what do you think all the contractors out there thought back in the 70s when Home Depot opened the door? They thought, you know what? We're never going to build a deck again because every homeowner is going to build their own deck. They're going to paint their <laughs> own house, the outside and the inside. So we're never going to have a painting job. Either. Oh, they're going to fix their own roof or pour their own concrete because you can buy concrete there. So here we are about 40 years later. You know, do you think we have, and Home Depot's got over 2,000 stores, 2,200 approximately. Do you think we have more contractors today or less contractors? Probably more, I assume. So it's just that there are certain customers that would love to have us come to their home or their business to take care of them. But we realize there are a lot of customers that would love to have the opportunity to not have to have a sales professional come do a system design or layout. Uh, or, you know, or an installer come in their home, but they want to be able to give it a shot themselves. So we will be uh, launching within a 50 mile radius of our office. We'll be using our brand and we'll be talking exactly that. Some of you may have known us to come to your home or your business, but we know you want to give it a shot. We just want to be able to roll a truck. So if somebody gets in there and has challenges, you know, and now all of a sudden their toast is burnt every morning and their coffee is not hot because it's the alarm system's fault. We want to be able to you know, be there to, to aid them, to, to assure them that they're not really inter, interlinked. So we'll, um, we're going to do a strong eight-month marketing program that'll go out through Google, Google Shopping, Bing, Yahoo, Facebook, mm-hmm. kind of all the... the so digital aspects. tends to be one of the things that you use heavily for yours. For that division, yes. But for loud, normal, no. Commercial, no. Um, our new construction residential, no. Traditional marketing, a little. We've never gotten into the digital part as much. So this is going to be the first time for us to really go much deeper. We do have a very strong social media presence. We've got on Facebook 3,000 plus uh, folks there, and we've got a lot of engagement that goes on. So it's kind of a, a fun page for uh, Loud Security on Facebook to, to have folks follow there. Mm-hmm. And when 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 it comes to, because you hear a lot of companies advertising, obviously, big big names that people are familiar with and, and then, you know, smaller, more regional and local companies. I mean, what, in your opinion, you've been in the, in the business now for a long time. I mean, what do you think really does it boil down to, to separate you from somebody else. You know, I guess when you think about Business Radio X and the, the guests you've had in the past and you will in the future, most every one of those, the growth of that business is more based on the engagement of them with their clients to deliver exceptional service. So even though we'll all talk here that we've got great service, you know, I hire human beings. We have 60 plus employees. So we're human. So there can be a flaw, right? Which goes back to why my cell numbers on the website to have that engagement, whether it's billing equipment, a false alarm, you know, talk to us what's going on. But because we're so community engaged and involved from the nonprofits to the business community, there's a way that you have actually, it's not just an advertisement, which is a number. 
You know, it's very interesting when I do traditional marketing where I'm paying for advertising versus the builder world where now I have a lot more people, but the people engage with those future home buyers that are now designing their dream home and, you know, how do they want their system designed and laid out. So that engagement, uh, like I'm not looking to be the largest of any, you know, we don't need all the customers. We need some of the right customers that make that, that blend and that. So it's a far more custom option solution. Uh, with service, think about my old Delta Airlines. When you take the Delta Airlines training of service, 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 and you bring that to the alarm industry, it becomes pretty unique. However, when we start to look at DIY now, DIY, we're going to be very sensitive to our brand to make sure that one, we're within a 50-mile radius to be able to service that person, but we're also going to make sure that you know our live chat is on, that we have people available all hours to be able to communicate. So we've been at this since February. We were hoping to have launched in July. So we've missed it. Then we were hoping to launch in October. We're just about tail end of October. And I would tell you, we're probably within two weeks away. So we're almost there. But it's kind of, again, I'd rather get it launched properly than just say, let's get it right now. But let's, and we'll be tweaking it over the next three months, I'm sure. Will it be possible for me to request a DIY kit and service from the website? I go in and sign up and does someone deliver the stuff to me it'll, or, it'll come, or shipped to me? It's going to be manufactured out of Missouri. It's going to be packaged, shipped, programmed, sent to you. So as soon as you finish the order, which you'll have already put in your name and address and we'll know who your monitoring dispatch location would be. Once you hit send, you know, and you've made that purchase, you're going to get a, a text message and an email. The text will basically launch your virtual keypad. So your phone becomes your keypad. And depending upon what products you put into your kid, you know, now you can you know, once the kit shows up, you're going to actually have videos that will be text to you to be able to show you how that installation's done. You know, how do I put this motion up? Where does the keypad go? Um, where's the camera go? How does that happen? And it's literally other than plugging it in and putting the pushing the WSB button, uh, WPS button on the back of your router. Right. Those two will now all of a sudden talk and download and everything will be on the internet. And now your your virtual keypad on your app will now engage to your security system. You'll be able to arm and disarm and, you know, deal with thermostats and lights and locks and cameras. And that's pretty much that easy. With those types of internet of things type devices, is it possible for me to set protections around those things so that it makes it harder for someone to hack into one of those? I heard about someone getting their computer hacked into through their mouse. You know, it, you, you bring up... <laughs> there a great, was a wireless mouse. Yeah, you actually bring up a great uh, security element, which is cybersecurity. So, you know, we've got physical security, which is like law enforcement or security guards. We deal more with electronic security, which is fire camera access. But let's talk about cybersecurity because every one of us have either, whether you've been hacked by the Target hack or all the different big box stores that have been hacked. And the thing that's interesting about Target, for example, remember that was through their thermostat. That was through their HVAC control, okay? And in our industry, the access control systems are connected to the internet. Oh, I thought the, I thought the target penetration was through because of a portal that had to do with a vendor that was serving them. But you're saying they actually it's the thir- it's their HVAC vendor. I see is what that is. But it ultimately there but they was the they actually were penetrating the device that that. It side of the system coming through Interesting. the HVAC. So we, in meaning loud or the industry as a whole, even though your camera systems are put on the internet, access control systems are put on the internet, fire systems are put on the internet, security systems, you know, we as an industry are very top mind awareness. We've not had the breaches. I'm knocking on some wood here, um, but it's certainly something that's got to be a, 
uh, a very in tune. And then even on your residential system, from a DIY perspective, to bring it back to your question, you know, there are protective modes for you to be able to deal with your router, as well as your security system, your coding, your encryption that happens from that app that even for me as the provider, I can't get into. Like we as a company for 20 years now, I never want to know your code. There's no need for me or anybody on my team to know your code. I need to know your cancellation code. I don't want your four-digit code. So I can never go in there and enter a four-digit code. But if somebody, you know, um, because there's no need for us to have that piece. We only need to know a cancellation that we've agreed so we don't get into false dispatches. Mm -hmm. And we as a company have been heavily involved throughout the state of Georgia as past president of the State Alarm Association to work with pretty much all the jurisdictions for any alarm ordinances that have developed through the years. So very familiar to try to keep that cost factor, that burden to the subscribers down. But at the same time, we're dealing with taxpayer dollars that are rolling police or medical after a subscriber's home for some need. So we want to make sure that the wasted tax dollars, since most alarms are false, most dispatches are false. So we've passed various laws over the last few years, which can be a, a different segment to talk on. But been talking with co-founder of Loud Security Systems, John Loud, with me in the studio and been learning a little bit about how Loud Security Systems got its start uh, back in 1995, you were saying? Yes, sir. Has grown very rapidly, becoming one of the top 100 security companies in the country, which is pretty impressive. I got I to tell everybody out there listening that CW, anytime he has to say my name, he gets a great smile because he's still adjusting <laughs> to my last I'm name like, being loud. This is just perfect. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I wish I had a cool name like, uh, I don't know what it would be, but uh, Howard Stern maybe um, for my radio gig here. But we've been learning about how his business has grown and thrived in Cobb County. He is, as we were talking about earlier, on the executive committee for the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. Talk a little bit about the work you're doing there, John, because as we were sitting around chatting before we went on today, you mentioned the fact that even if I'm not necessarily a really active business owner, I'm part of the chamber and obviously through that contributing some resources for them to work with, there's a lot of work being done on my behalf, both as a business owner in Cobb County, as well as just the benefit to residents who live there because yeah. of your work. And being a citizen, yeah. There are so many things that chambers all across the country do that, you know, a homeowner uh, or a business just don't even realize the magnitude of the impact of what they're doing for economic development and the trickle effects of what economic development ultimately delivers to that community. Um, and certainly speaking on behalf of the Cobb Chamber, you know, they've got an EDGE program and EDGE is uh, a program that, that, as businesses are seeking to move corporate relocation, whether to move outside of our region or to move within our region, the EDGE program where donations have come from private businesses or public businesses put a bunch of money together to be able to go after those businesses to consider Cobb County or to stay in Cobb County. I mean, the Weather Channel is a great example or Genuine Parts or Synovus uh, that have gone on where we've retained uh, thousands of jobs or had opportunities such as the Atlanta Braves that bring in tens of thousands of new jobs uh, that happen there. So it's a collective where a lot of folks are investing in that way. Looking at this report that Amy had sent over Cobb's competitive edge, uh, their strategic summary and their 2016 report card talking about uh, 22,000 plus new re newer retained jobs, $2 billion in new investment in the Cobb County area, military family support center and partnership with the chamber, of course, and business community, DACC. Sounds like it was uh, a good year for the 
Cobb County it, area for sure. It, and all you got to do is look around and see all the construction going exactly, on. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the thing too is, you know, again, I'm just an independent business guy for a minute. Okay. Right. But, but I'll tell you, when you look at an investment of, uh, into a chamber and it's one of those, you can engage as much as you want, um, or you can choose not to engage. And there's huge benefits both ways. Remember putting those dollars towards the chamber and let the chamber do in the work for the good of the whole of the community, uh, which again, as I shared, ultimately benefits a lot of businesses are growing businesses and creating jobs, which then puts money into the community to help for parks and recreation and uh, entertainment because some of those businesses are about your entertainment and quality of life factors that happen and the Cobb County commissioners are about to announce I think tonight they were possibly going to be announcing all new park lands that they're about to invest in and those are tax dollars to go back in to enrich the quality of life for the citizens of that entire community um, and there's no business entity out there as a collective group other than the Cobb Chamber and the Competitive Edge that actually drives that. You know, the, the government's the government. They're there to do govern and, and serve the citizens in a different way, but not to help enrich these, these aspects. Fortunately, the Cobb Commission and the Cobb Chamber work very closely when they have opportunities that develop. But I would be more so if you're going to invest in something like a chamber like Cobb, you know, get engaged. I mean, look, they've got leadership development type programs. They've got small business seminars that that are there. They've got lots of networking events. And that networking event goes back to my R&D philosophy, my ripoff and duplicate philosophy <laughs> of where I can learn from others every one of them are professionals within their own right. So you may meet an attorney or a CPA or who knows what that factor is or a bank or an insurance person for you to be able to grow your business or have ideas as to how you can next best make those steps that are going to help your business. Or again, it comes back to um, you know what your surroundings and your area is going to be. You'll also be in tune with all the development that's going on to see what's coming down the road for you to be able to position your business properly, your family, you know what's happening with schools or what's happening with transportation initiatives. When you look at the managed lanes, that's about a billion dollar uh, investment from the local government, the state and federal dollars, but now to help from a traffic flow. Sure, it's an inconvenience for the last you know, year or so, and it will be for the next year. But at the end of the day, it's still an investment that's done to be able to help us have a better community. Well, it's, it's certainly encouraging to see all of that development. It'll be nice to experience it once it's all finished. For sure. When, you, when you're when you taking part in the efforts with the chamber and your work through the executive committee, can you talk about, I mean, what are some of the things that you're tackling to make businesses thrive within the area of the Cobb County Chamber's reach? That's a great question. Think about that question. What is the chamber tackling to, to make businesses thrive? And I, I'll give you a, a, one of the newest initiatives that are probably within the last year now, we've done a, a big extensive study with, think about the universities. You've got Chattahoochee Tech, Kennesaw State University. You've got Georgia uh, State involvement with this. You've got Marietta schools. You've got the Cobb County schools. You've got charter schools up there. You've got private schools up there. Life University. Georgia Tech, Life University. Yeah, I'm trying to sit and make sure yeah. I'm not forgetting somebody. But what the Cobb Chamber did is they brought all these institutions together and they're dealing with the business. Now, remember, they're representing business interest, right? So they're bringing the businesses together. And what the business challenge, one of the biggest challenges for our area and growing is workforce development. How, look at me, I'm about to watch it, launch a DIY division. One of the reasons why I have to launch DIY for my growth is because to find enough sales rep or installers so I'm people sensitive. 
I need more trained technicians. I need more trained sales reps to be able to retain them. But I know the demand for the product is even higher. So since I don't have that option, I've got to find another way to go to market to continue my growth. So the Cobb Chambers actually put all those institutions together with a lot of the businesses. So they've got technology-centric, they've got a construction-centric, they've got a healthcare-centric group to be able to say, let's listen to the businesses, what they need. Now they're going back to the Chattahoochee Task and the KSU and so forth and Life University to say, here's what businesses need and here's what they're forecasting for down the road. How is that being conveyed? Is there a, a regular meeting for a given vertical that the schools that have offerings in those so Rob, focuses come Rob in? Rob Garcia III at the Cobb Chamber of Commerce, and I encourage you guys to reach out to Rob Garcia III if you want to kind of learn more and get the specifics where each of the verticals, because there's more than I'm just remembering sure. off the top of my head, uh, and how you can get plugged in or get involved or get some some feedback. But they did a, uh, a panelist study of many companies that came in and talked about the challenges that that they face. So here they are in Cobb or in this region. So now if the Cobb Chamber, which now is the leader in this, they've now shared with many other North Fulton starting to do this, many other chambers and other communities around the state are starting to say, you know what, we have similar issues. Now, how are we partnering with a Chattahoochee or a KSU to be able to start to solve those? Because if we can develop that right here as homegrown and put them in the businesses, and once businesses look and see that we're developing programs such as that as a great initiative, they now want to consider to move their business there or keep their business there, which is now going to keep and retain the jobs or develop growing jobs because we're finally getting business and institutions together. The other big things, remember, not every student that's in fifth grade and eighth grade is going to be destined to college. Mm. So there's some aspects of saying, okay, what are those trades or skills that we could cut to look to them? Uh, Ryan Blythe, a good friend, uh, Georgia Trade School, it's all about welding. Somebody I'd encourage mm -hmm. you to have here. So Ryan, yeah, he's been here. Oh, has he really? Yeah. So Ryan's got a great program to teach welders, and he shared with you. You know, these guys are coming out of school at fifty thousand plus, and they can't produce welders fast enough. Not everybody out there listening thinks, "Boy, I want to be a welder tomorrow." But it's also like me when I went from being a flight attendant with Delta to be the pilot. So think, oh, the glory of the movies, the pilot, right? Well, now I'm the installer later when I get my business going. I'm in those hot attics. I call that my weight loss program. I'm in the crawl spaces. You know, I was two years in business before I realized I was supposed to have a license, but I did get that taken care of. I passed my license. But, you know, I, I went and, and did each element of that business. Um, it's not it's not that it's the airline beauty of, oh, wow, but there are different elements for different folks to be able to make a great living um, and I think I, I'm very proud to be part of the Cobb Chamber and the Executive Committee for the newest initiative of the workforce development because I think it benefits those students that are trying to figure out in life, where is my direction? All right, God, what's my answer? What's my plan? But then you're solving from the work from the businesses that are saying, we need help in this area. And now you've got a stronger university system that's going to be able to meet the demands of both of who is the ultimate customer to now help enrich the whole area. Do you have some final thoughts before I let you get back? We, our time goes by so fast, but, uh, you know, get to chatting and it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun having you here today. But do you have any final thoughts either about the chamber or, you know, some last thoughts about uh, security for the business or the home? You know, I, I guess I'd share it this way, Chris, uh, CW, excuse me, because I guess within my heart and my blood flow really becomes a lot about community. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I encourage all those business folks that are out there sometimes to get out of your office, to be able to give back to that community. Cause you will be amazed as years ago for myself, as I adopted Cobb County, and you got to remember, I've got customers in about 20 different states all throughout the metro Atlanta area. I live, Cobb is my home. But as you go out 
out and adopt your community, you'll be amazed at how that community adopts you back and enriches you and helps you grow your business in so many ways. So for me, it became the local business associations, Kennesaw Business Association, Ackworth, and it's then moved on to Chamber. And as my team's grown, we've been involved in many of those. So I just want to encourage each of your listeners out there to think about, you know, how do you get engaged? Because you'll be amazed. It's just kind of the giver's gain. As you give, it's amazing how much those folks invest back in your business. So encourage folks to take that time and get involved. I, I moved to Atlanta from Oklahoma. My family is there. I was born in Oklahoma and, and spent a number of years there before moving here. And the, the thing that it always struck me about that part of the country is the people are so very friendly and uh, family-like in a community. And I've been really struck by the the culture among the businesses that we've been able to feature through my work with the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce, uh, how passionate people really are about this uh, particular business community that they're a part of. And it's really exciting for us to be able to provide a media outlet for these people to talk about what they're doing and the things that are going on in Cobb County. So certainly pleased to be a member of the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce through this work. And, so, and let me let me add this one thing. It's one thing unique about Cobb is, is you watch the way the the government and the chamber cooperatively work. It's also impressive to watch the 10 business associations in the chamber, how incredibly cooperative they all work. There's such a, an amazing, it's not a competitive thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes business groups can compete against which is better or, or something. And for the most part, as you get up there and see, and everybody's there to help and to to bring you on to others that can help for whatever that you know personal endeavor or business endeavor is. So it's a good group to be part of. Give folks the website information for the chamber and for loud security so they can check out both. I will. As I share the phone number, I wish you guys could watch CW's face because our phone number at loud security is 678-GET-LOUD. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our website, of course, is loudsecurity.com. But uh, yeah, 678-GET-LOUD. And uh would love to uh, have the opportunity to get to protect your home or your business as well. If you're coming back and you're checking out the podcast, if you've not done so already in the upper left-hand corner of the Midtown Business Radio Show page, you'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives and subscribe to us. So the new episode is downloaded straight to your device each week, ready for you to check it out when it's convenient for you. And we hope you turn around and click share on this file, put it out on LinkedIn and your other social media platforms. You might just be putting some information in the hands of somebody for whom it makes a great difference. And we'll say thanks in advance to everybody that does that for us. And John, it's been a real treat to have you here, get to know you and learning a little bit about loud security systems and uh, all the work that you're doing with the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. I've certainly enjoyed that partnership and I look forward to continuing to get to know Uh, more and more of the other businesses around the Cobb County area. So thanks so much for making time to come in and sit with me today. Thanks for having me. Well, we'll look forward to having you back around later on. Make sure you get out to their website, check out all the things that are coming up on the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce uh, calendar. They've got all kinds of events, as, as John was saying, both educational, some of them are networking, great opportunities for you to advance your business in one way or another. Everybody out there, thanks for making us a part of your day. We'll see you same time, same place next week. We'll see you then.